Hello, friends, and happy Wednesday. It's Fernanda Torres again in another episode of Wellness Wednesday Inspiration here with Dr. Linda Marquez. And we have an awesome episode today. We're going to be talking uh, about why our subconscious beliefs are holding us back. And to talk about this, we have such an amazing guest today. We're going to be bringing you guys Patrick Burka, who is a pharmacist. And his story and what he's doing right now as far as work for his patients and his clients is pretty amazing and transformational. And uh, before we bring Patrick on board, Dr. Linda, how are you? And happy Wednesday. Hi, happy Wednesday. <clears throat> I'm doing great. It's a little windy over here where I am. Is it where you are? Not so much. It's actually no? really nice today. Okay, because we're in the desert. So, I mean, we're really kind of away from everyone else so it gets it gets pretty windy here and it's starting to look like christmas around here how about you are you ready lot, yes yes a lot of uh, lights all over the place and mm. yeah, a lot of christmas music mm. whenever we I, I don't usually go out too much actually uh, <laughs> i because my office is at work i mean at the house mm -hmm. uh, but whenever i go out i do hear like the festive music and the lights mm. and everything so it's starting to look a little bit like christmas yeah Not like for yeah. me before yeah. where it was snow all over the place in chicago yeah. but yeah well a couple a couple more days so it's it's heading up on us and whether we're ready or not here we go because it's been such an unusual year and some people are like oh, can't even get into the Christmas spirit. Well, I know some friends that they started to decorate right around um, Halloween. Oh <laughs> so my gosh. Their lights out because they're like, we've had one heck of a year. It's like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna start early this year and, and have that festive time just uh -huh. prolonged during the year because of everything that's been going on. But um, but yeah, you know, it's it's gonna be here and let's just I always say let's just enjoy every every moment. So mm -hmm. and I'm excited about our, our guest that we have on. Um and do you want me to go chat a little bit about Patrick? He sounds amazing. Absolutely. I'm excited to excited to you know have him on. And Patrick Rurek, and this is our, our topic today is going to be why our subconscious beliefs are holding us back. Now, Patrick has a really interesting story. I mean, he <clears throat> he did graduate and from University of Alberta in 1988, and he spent his first years um, working at the hospital there, University of Alberta Hospital with inpatients as a pharmacist. And he then moved to a little town called Rimby in 2004. And then he took, he took over a local drugstore there. And he just worked full time there. And in his spare time, which I think this tells you a lot about the person that he is, he actually, um, in, as a pharmacist, you know, in, in any health field, you don't have a lot of time <laughs> on your, for yourself. But what he did is he worked with um, people that wanted to stop smoking. And so he had a program that he put together and he was actually empowering people to become tobacco free. So that is so awesome. And then several years later, almost 20 years after being in practice and having his, his drugstore, um, he actually filled, can you believe there's probably over a million prescriptions? That's crazy. But he knew it was time that he had to change. Like all of us, we know that there's just something pulling us in. And uh, he just kept seeing that this really isn't getting to the root cause. And it's not, it's nothing's being prevented. So Patrick kind of took his, his, his journey, I'll take a little bit of a, I always say, not a 360, but a 180 and just went from one extreme to the other, which is awesome. And so now he has a company called um, FASCO Health, which stands for peace. I love this peace, happiness, abundance, significance, connection, um, and open heartedness. So that's Beautiful. I love that. So definitely um, excited what he, he actually has a program that he developed and um, helping patients, helping people just become the best version of, of them. And that's, you know, that we're, we're in that, um, in that place too. So we're excited to have him on and he is continuing some further studying as I think all of us, when you want to be the best version of you, you're all, you never stop studying. Right, Fernanda? It's like we're always learning. It's never <laughs> we're, ending. It's never we're, ending. We're students for life. And so he's going through a training right now as well. And he can chat about that. But we are excited to have mm -hmm. Patrick on with us today. 
Wonderful. So let's bring Patrick on the show. Patrick, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Really excited to be here with uh, with the two of you today. Uh, I heard you speaking very quickly about the weather. Um, we actually have the, the four and a half or five inches of snow on the outside. We are in the winter wonderland right now up in the <laughs> Alberta, Canada here. So. Definitely, definitely. We're like in the opposite end and yeah. I'm coming from Chicago. I'm used to having the snow and seeing the snow and everything. So it's it's a little bit different, but I can't complain because I love the hot weather. <laughs> so <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is home for me. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit jealous of your weather. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> but the snow must look beautiful. Like you said, a winter wonderland. You, you, it looks beautiful, but you really, when you go out and play, it's like, okay, I'm done. Two minutes. It's too cold. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's right. That's right. And, and as long as you dress for it, the, the weather doesn't play a factor. But uh, mm -hmm. it's definitely nicer to be able to walk out in shorts and sandals than it is to. <laughs> <Yeah. get fun>. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. So Patrick, it is so interesting, the topic for today and our subconscious beliefs, and I have been studying and really going into a lot of the in-depth about understanding our conscious and our subconscious mind, because we are, and uh, for a lot of people, viewers right now, to understand that about 95% of every decision that we make every single day of our lives, it's being basically controlled by our subconscious mind. So we think that we have free will to decide and to make our decisions every single day when in reality we're being controlled by this program, right? So what are subconscious beliefs? So the audience can begin to understand what, you know, what is, what is that and how does that affect our lives? Absolutely. Excellent point, Fernanda. So you're absolutely right. 95% of the things that we do day in and day out are almost identical replicas of things that we've done before. So each day we get up and we go through the same practices, the same mm -hmm. thoughts, the same habits, and we do it enough times that it goes away from being in our logical conscious thought back into that long-term memory, back into that place of habit. And so the, one of the best ways to kind of give you an example is I know you're both in your homes, but I know both of you are most likely wearing pants. Now, if I asked you right now, how did you put your pants on today? You, people stop and they go, hmm, did you put the right foot in first? Did you put the left leg in first? Did you hop up and down? Did you do up the button and then the zipper? How did you do it? And most people go, geez, you know, I hadn't really thought about it. I'm not even sure how I do it. I have to go back and do it again. You get to the point where there are certain things in your life that you do subconsciously, meaning that you don't have to use your logical thought to actually go through those processes. And as you said, Fernanda, this process starts very, very early on. From the time that we're in the womb, we're already starting to develop thoughts and habits and emotions that tie into that. And so as we get into adulthood, we almost have these two self-functioning pieces of the brain. We have mm -hmm. that subconscious, that below level, and in that subconscious is all of the things that you and I don't have to think about. We don't have to think about digesting our food. We don't have to think about filtering uh, fluid through our kidneys. We don't have to think about how fast our heart is beating. That's all done on a subconscious level. But the subconscious and the conscious work together all the time. So without going into too much uh, scientific detail, the process that really kind of goes is our thoughts, influences and in our beliefs lead to our thoughts that then lead to our feelings that then lead to our actions and that lead to our results. And so when we look at what are the subconscious beliefs, essentially those are things that have been told to us or said to us or thought about so many times that they no longer have to resonate in that logical brain, they're in that subconscious part. And as we develop and we look at how the brain is developed from, from childhood into adulthood, we understand where some of this stuff comes from. See, when you're uh, an infant, your brain spends most of the time in a frequency called delta from zero to, you know how a baby almost sleeps 18 to 20, 18 hours a day? That brain is just in a state of relaxation and constantly growing and changing. When we get into two, to two, two years old to seven years old, that wavelength changes to a thing called theta. And mm -hmm. theta, most people will recognize it as what we would call in today's terms, hypnosis. So when you are talking to a small child, great example, have you ever played with a child and you said, and you're, you're playing a game and you say, okay, here's the deal. The ground is now lava. You got to hop up on the couch <laughs> yeah. and don't let your feet touch the lava. In a child's mind, they are so in tune 
that they will believe that the floor is lava. Their mind goes mm -hmm. to that place because they don't have the logical brain. It's not developed yet. That comes in the, between um, uh, 12 and 24 years old. So everything that's said to a child between two and seven becomes almost like concrete and falls right into that subconscious brain. And interestingly enough, some of our biggest limiting beliefs or subconscious beliefs occur in that period. And we spend the rest of our lives proving that they're true. And so let me give you a few examples. Um, uh, let me ask you, Fernanda, do you have any brothers and sisters? Yes, I do. Okay. I'm older or younger? Older. I'm the youngest. You're the youngest. So what's the age of each of the child? So if you're the youngest, how many years older is the next child? Two years older. Okay. And then is there another? I have another one that passed away. He was uh, 14 years older. Okay. And then so, I have another one that it's about 20 years older. Okay. So there's a, a few. So let's talk, about, let's talk about you and, and your older sibling, the one that's two years older. Mm -hmm. So imagine this house. And this will relate. A lot of people should be able to relate to this. That that person that was, what was what's the sibling two years older? What was their name? Javier. Javier. So Javier is born. And by this point, there's there's a large gap. So it's almost like he's the only child in the house. So that when Javier was little, if he would say, mama, mama, or, or papa, papa, dad, they would look and he would get the attention. And so for a couple of years, every time he would react, he would get that attention. Then all of a sudden, this new baby is born. And in that period of time between two and seven, that child will look and say, mama, mama. And mama says, wait, I have to feed the baby. Or help me, help me, he'll say, and you see, mm -hmm. she's great, I have to yeah. change the In that limited time, because the logical brain has not been developed, people will develop programs of, of lack. They look at the situation and they say, I can't get their attention. I'm invisible. Nobody cares about me. Maybe they don't love me. And in that situation, it creates this emotion, this sadness, this frustration, this anger. That then gets tied even deeper into the memory. Because when we tie an emotion with a memory, it gets stuck in the in our in our long-term memory for a long time. And so that child, without understanding it, can go through much of their childhood believing that they've been replaced, that they're not important, that they're invisible. And one of the biggest limiting or subconscious beliefs most people have is, I'm not enough. If I can't get their attention, if I can't get them to react, I'm not enough or I'm not good enough. That becomes the, one of the first ones. And that's usually followed up with a subconscious thought, I'm not loved, or they don't love me as much. And when we take those, they can absolutely affect our entire lives. Because once we have a, a belief that's been lodged in our subconscious, we seek to prove it true over and over again. Wow. And I'll give you one last example in that. Once you get to be two or three or four, there's this other child that's a little bit older, a little bit more mature, a little more developed. So they can color better than you. They can run faster than you. They can beat you up or they're stronger than you. Mm -hmm. So again, second child walks through life going, I can't keep up. I can't, I can't move as fast. Maybe I'm not as good at that. And we develop these beliefs in that, in that form. Now, as we get into, uh, into older, when the, the logical brain, that, that frontal cortex develops, we can say, hey, I know that I used to have these thoughts and I'm, I've dealt with them because now it's logical. I know that mom and dad did the best job they could, but we haven't healed that subconscious brain. And so these things still pop up every once in a while, that belief that I'm not good enough or maybe I'm not loved or maybe they won't love me if I do this wrong. And it creates this cascade of emotion inside of the body. Does that make sense? Yeah. It makes total sense. And though for me, one of the things is that when we believe in something, we consider it to be the truth. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. But these beliefs are, are nothing but just simply ideas that were placed on us when we were kids, when we were so young. Absolutely. And then we take these ideas and we carry them for the rest of our lives if we're not aware and we don't do anything to change them. And then they continue to, they continue to affect our results because you cannot act or have or do anything different than what your subconscious mind believes for you to be to be capable of doing. That's right. That's right. And the process we see just um, happens over and over and over, just like when you put on your pants in the morning. Those influences and beliefs that have just developed lead to the thought process that we have. 
And then that thought, your body, in order to, to make you react, creates an emotion. That emotion causes the feelings and the actions, and those actions get us the results. And so we absolutely, we have the thought, and then the result comes, and we say, see, I proved it true. I believed I wasn't loved in this situation. I didn't get what I wanted. Therefore, I believe it's the case. Mm -hmm. And it happens over and over. And I'll give you a personal example. I had a big belief from, a, from my childhood. Something happened when I was three and a half. And I had this belief that I was not lovable, that love was conditional. Love could go away. And so throughout my life, whenever a certain an opportunity came where someone wanted my attention or wanted to play with me or wanted to be my friend, you get this belief that says, maybe I am lovable. And I'd run and, and do whatever I needed to do to, to make sure that I could be lovable because I had this belief that said I wasn't. And I started looking at this. And as I was learning more and more and doing more development of myself, I realized that that belief, I'm not lovable, when it would rear its head, it would cause a perfectly ex logical example. So, and so now I'm older, I've got a wife, I've got children. And I say to my, my son, hey, come play with me. And he's doing something else. He says, no, dad, I don't want to go do that. Well, even though I'm an adult and I have this grown logical brain, in that moment, I feel like I'm not lovable. And when I'm not lovable, I get upset, I get sad, I get frustrated. Maybe I pick a fight or I start a fight. Maybe I force him, I get mad at him to the point where it's like, now you have to do it with me. That grown up turns back into that five-year-old and my action to that. And it wasn't until we came across this process that I'm gonna show you today that actually helps eliminate that emotional reaction. Because the thought was there, the thought was not the truth, like you said, mm -hmm. I'm lovable. But in that moment, I felt like that. So the thought then led to the feelings, the feelings led to the actions and the results is not what I wanted. So I learned that this is, we have to find a way to fix this. And throughout, throughout time, there's many, many ways to do this. People do it through, through tapping. You can do it through meditation. You can do it through prayer, mm -hmm. do it through, through different programs. But this one really solidified that. And I saw even in my pharmacy practice, people would carry these limiting beliefs. Um, Dr. Linda, you'd mentioned that I, I taught people how to quit smoking mm -hmm. and it used to always puzzle me because it was like, you know what, 90% of, of quitting smoking is just the habits and only 10% is addiction. 10% is addiction. So 90% is doing the same things over and over. Mm -hmm. And as you talk to people, they would say things and they, people, here's the, this is your tip. You can all become detectives today. Listen to what people say because they will tell you their limiting beliefs. They will vocally speak them and they'll own them as if they're their own. Example in smoking, it's too hard. I don't think I'm ever going to quit. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to get rid of this. I don't like that I do it, but I am addicted and I'm probably going to have to do it forever. I can't quit. It's too hard. Each one of those, when we have that thought, it creates an emotion inside our body. That emotion dumps things like uh, cortisol and epinephrine into our system. We get all worked up. Mm -hmm. It causes go into action and usually that's either to pick a fight shut down or to run away and when we recognize this we can go in and, and make those go away so i wanted to ask you a quick question kind of going back because you had me intrigued like you were talking about I and mean, i grew up with there were six of us so there was always like okay there's a new one there's another one there's another one coming along and but you know there's some kids like i think about like tiger woods like the dude had like no fear you know there's some people that it's just maybe it's just in them i don't know i want to i want you kind of expand on that because i mean i'm a total believer because it's even biblical about you know they tell me i'll tell you the man he's going to be if you give me this child for so many years because they're training a you know they're training the child up and and like you were saying, in those first seven years, there's just a lot of programming. We mm -hmm. learned to drive when we were in that car seat at a yeah. very young age. It wasn't when we were 14 or 15 taking the driver's ed class. You know, it wasn't then. It, it was yeah. when, we, when we were young. That's when, that's when we were learning all that. However, there's the exception, like the kids that just, and there was nobody pushing them. Yeah. It was just like they saw their their older brother, their older sister, and instead of oh I can't do that, I'm gonna do that. What yeah. separates so, them? Is it something that maybe they came across at some time? Maybe even something that because sometimes you hear about stories about 
as an adult, the person will say, yeah, oh, my parent was very this, very negative, and, and they actually went the opposite way. So exactly. what, what happens there? Yes, so fascinating. And so there's a couple things there that are really, really important. So number one, I believe that nobody, doesn't matter how good of an athlete you are or how smart you are, I don't think anybody gets from being a small child to an adult without having sub some limiting beliefs or some subconscious mm -hmm. programs that are not good for them. And the example that you gave was Tiger Woods. And you said that the guy wasn't afraid of anything. In his early years, there's two ways that you can react. So Tiger Woods and his dad had a, um, a great relationship and that his dad saw this in him and he would empower him to basically say, man, you can do anything and let's practice until we do anything. So Tiger Woods and his dad would set up golf balls in front of the house and he would have to hit golf balls at the house, but, but without hitting the house, put them over the roof. And so he was trained very early on to deal with stress. And here's the, here's the way that I look at this, um, Dr. Linda, is that there's only really two sets of emotions that anybody has. There are emotions leading to or coming from a place of fear, and there are emotions coming from or leading to a place of love. And so if you picture it, it's almost like a light switch in the middle of your head. All of the experiences and memories that you have, the deepest ones are either going to be tied to, to feelings of love or feelings of fear. And so in those situations, the right coach, the right parent can say, you know what, you are lovable and you are loved. And I want you to believe that. And those parents will, will through, through actions, show the child what it means to love yourself and to be important. Those children will see that and they get to choose in this moment. Am I going to a place of fear? I can't do it. I'm not enough. I don't belong. I don't matter. It's too hard. I'm going to fail. Or do you go to the opposite that says, wait a minute, I am good enough. I can do it. I do belong. I matter and I can persevere. And you get trained and your habits become whatever it is that you practice the most. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not happy with those thoughts that are in there, the only person that can actually change those is you. You have to do the work. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing that's, that's there is that because each one of us is individual, the thoughts in my head are still going to be 100% completely different than the thoughts in my sister's head. Because every situation you walk into, you perceive it in a different way, you emotionalize it in a different way, and you take different things out of it. So, so Tiger Woods in the golf, in golf at that moment, he flipped to a place of love and he could say, I got this, I got this, yeah. I got this. But then when things started to turn, he also had a place of fear that says, maybe maybe people don't like me as much. Maybe I'm not loved. Maybe they only love me for my money. What if I can't do this right? What if I don't measure up? Who's really going to love me? And he ends up with his own set. And so constantly throughout every day, each one of us is bouncing between those emotions mm -hmm. of fear and love. Even coming on a, on a podcast like this, there may be people in the audience that go, I could never be on a podcast. I wouldn't know what to say. Flip to fear. I could be so embarrassed. What if I said something wrong? What if, what if it doesn't look good? What da, da, da? And you can go to fear. Or you can stop and go, wait a minute. That's not the truth about me. The truth is, it's going to go fine. The truth is, we're going to have a great conversation. It's going to be a lot of fun. The truth is, I'm excited to learn something from these people today. And you constantly bounce back and forth. But what I found in the pharmacy was when you go through those subconscious beliefs day in and day out, you set yourself up based on whether you're living in that tree of fear or the tree of love. So I actually wrote about this I, in the book that I wrote. It's called Your Roots Are Showing. A pharmacist. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And this is literally it. It's a pharmacist guide to growing your best self. So I would see, I would stand in the pharmacy and I would look at the people as they were walking in. And I would analyze them. And now, so both of us, all of us are in healthcare. You get good at reading people. So I would stand there and I'd say to my staff, I need to be able to see the front door because I want to guess what's on the prescription before they get to the back. And so what would happen is they would start walking in the body of that person. That's the trunk of the tree. I see, I see everybody as trees. And you can tell a lot about the health of a tree by the shape of the trunk. Do they take care of themselves? Are they happy? Do they look, do they stand tall and strong or are they kind of slouched over and, and looking weak and, and sad? The branches and leaves on that tree, that's what you carry in life. Do you carry hopes and dreams and excitement and compassion and friendships? Or do you carry hardships and, and mistrust and, and memories of abuse and, and, and trials and tribulations that then shrink that? 
But if you want to make a tree healthy, if you want to change the state of that tree, we don't throw things at the truck, at the body. We don't throw things at what you're carrying in life. We have to feed the roots. And those roots are every thought that's in there. So we walk through and say, what, are, what is it that's causing the belief that's leading you to feel this? And like I said to the audience, I said, listen to people because they'll tell you their limiting beliefs. Everything bad happens to me. I can never catch a break. Um, if I hadn't been in that car accident 17 years ago, my life would be so much better. They hang on to it and that becomes their subconscious program. And so we found this program called the subconscious release technique. And now we teach people how to get rid of those programs. And it's actually incredibly simple. I'm excited to share that with you guys. We are so, excited too. But before we get to that, Patrick, there is a sure. couple of points that I want to make. Yeah. The first one is, of course, it's kind of, um, it's kind of challenging to realize that we are programmed by the age of seven, usually, and therefore we are living with a program for the rest of our lives unless we become conscious of it and we do something about it. But then the other thing that actually blew my mind, too, is that we get an average of some people say 40,000, some other people say 75,000 thoughts per day. And like you were mentioning before, Every thought that we have, it's either based on fear or it's based on love. So how can we literally guide ourselves or, or protect ourselves from all of those thoughts of fear if we have like 70,000 thoughts coming to our mind every single day? What, what can we do about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So excellent, excellent thought. So one of the biggest things that we, we have to do, and you, may, you alluded to it, is you have to become aware of those thoughts. See, most people don't even realize that that little voice that they hear throughout the course of the day that says, really, you want to do that? Or you're not going to look good at that? Or like, are you sure you should make that decision? Or it's not even worth doing that. That little voice that's constantly talking, you actually have control of that. That is your subconscious. That's your intuitive voice. And its general job for the last uh, hundreds of thousands of years was to keep you safe. It wanted to make sure that you survived. And so it tries to pull you out of those situations of fear, because if there was something that happened that hurt your feelings or made you sad or caused trauma to the body, that little voice says, oh, remember when that happened? We don't want to do that again. It might have killed us. It was so bad. So a great example is public speaking. That person that gets up there and, and holds the mic and goes, goes, ah, 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 and they stop. And then, and then their brother or sister or their friend makes fun of them. Boy, did you ever look like a loser in that moment? And you, that becomes stuck in your memory. I'm never going to do that again. Now, the truth of the matter is, once we start identifying those, you are not a loser. That person is not weak. They are not um, um, helpless. And we have, to, we have to take that thought and then convert it to the other. And so that's where this, this, the subconscious release technique comes in. You can get rid of those negative thoughts. And for the longest time, affirmations was the way that they would say to do it. They would say, tell yourself every day, you're a good person and you're smart enough and you can do it and, and you're going to be great. And it works, but it's the slowest process on the planet. Now, let me give, let me explain that to you. So this is just a regular cup. Imagine this, this cup is filled with all those negative thoughts. It's got, it's got 70% full of negative thoughts. Well, let's pretend that's mud. I can take those, those affirmations and I can dump clear water on top of that. But my, this is my brain. It's already full. So I dump it on top. Some water goes in. The rest of it doesn't stick. It just runs out. So if I keep dumping affirmation, 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 eventually, after years and years, I'll start to believe it and the glass will be clean. But wouldn't it be so much faster if we went, wait a minute, I just had a thought that said, I'm not a success. And that's not serving me. What if we could just dump that out, dump all the mud out first? And then we put the, the positive thought, I am a success. I'm continually moving forward. I'm learning every day. I'm excited to get out of bed. All of a sudden, you can change that brain much quicker. And that's really what we do at the subconscious release. And the, my goal is to teach everyone how to do it so they can do it day in and day out for themselves. See, because I'm, I'm, I'm not doing my job if you have to call me every time you have a negative thought and make me get rid of it for you. But if I can teach you and empower you to be able to get rid of your own negative thoughts, then you can wake up in the morning. And if you're lying in bed and you, you hit the snooze button and you go, oh, today's going to be a hard day. I don't know how I'm going to get through. I never have time to finish anything. And you go, cancel, cancel, cancel. 
do a breathing uh, technique. I release all negative and positive emotional blocks with today's going to be a bad day. And I'm going to show you how to do that here in just a couple of minutes. But that's exactly how we do it. How do you do it? We just go in and we constantly get aware of, am I coming at this from a place of fear or am I coming at it from a place of love? Is this the truth about me? Is this a made up story or is this actually what I was put on this earth for? And if you can, if you're a spiritual person, we can tie out the whole God, God into it and, and what he has as a plan for you on this planet. But you don't have to if you're not, if the, it, it doesn't have to be a part, but it certainly can be. So let me explain this to you. So now we've decided that we have this logical brain that helps us make good decisions through the day and keeps us from driving into traffic and all of that stuff. And we have this subconscious brain that's controlling all the stuff in the back. Well, the easiest way for any of us to get in touch with our subconscious is actually through breathing. And here's, we've been on this call now for 30 minutes. Not one of us has had to go, wait, time, time. I got to our logical, our, our subconscious is taking care of that. It's monitoring our oxygen levels. But the interesting thing, if I said to each of you, Dr. Linda and Fernanda, take a big breath in and hold it and don't breathe until I say, and you go, well, now your logical brain, your, your, your conscious brain just took over breathing. And that freaks out your subconscious. Because this, and I always picture it like there's this little administrator sitting at this desk with this great big filing cabinet of every memory that's ever happened to me, controlling all those 90,000 thoughts a day. And he, 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 I hold my breath and he goes, Patrick, why did you take over breathing? This is my job. And he's got to figure out how to, how to, how to get me to stop doing that. But he opens up his filing cabinet of all the different emotions and memories. And he's going, holding breath, holding breath, holding breath, holding breath. And he's looking, he's, are we underwater? Is there smoke? Are we excited? Are we afraid? Because he's trying to decide subconsciously what chemicals he's going to release into my body. And in that minute, moment, I say, stop. Don't worry about that. Let's go back and deal with the limiting belief. And one of the biggest ones almost everybody has is I'm not good enough. Either I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, or you're not enough, you're not good enough. And it affects mo many people's lives. And so let's go find the file, I'm not good enough. So the hold your breath and I say, find the file, I'm not good enough, pull it out. And once we have that file out, I want you to start removing the emotions. Because in the past, when I felt like I'm not good enough, well, there's some disappointment, there's some disbelief, there's some sadness and anxiety and frustration and all that. They're all in that file. And he says, oh, I've got this. I, I've had this feeling 60,000 times in, the, in my life. I know exactly how much epinephrine and cortisol to pour in the body to make you either run away or hide or shut down. But in this moment, we're going to say, no, no, no. Let's find that file. And there's 42 different possible emotions when you find that file. We have to go through and we have to check every one of them and remove them all. And when you have a belief like I'm not good enough, then it also blocks you from being able to feel some of the positive emotions. Now, I've got two of you on the screen. Just give me a hands up if you've ever been in a situation where someone says, hey, thank you so much for everything you did. And instead of just saying, hey, you're welcome, you said, oh, no, it was nothing. I could have done more. It was, it was, it was easy. Like, I, I, it doesn't even matter. I, in fact, it was mostly my staff. I barely did anything for you. And you just deflect the compliments. No, 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 it was nothing. You did something nice, you baked him a cake, and oh, thank you, I love, oh, no, it's probably dry, I don't, it, it doesn't even matter. We block ourselves mm -hmm. from feeling those positive emotions when we have a belief that says it's not good enough, or I'm not good enough, or you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. And so we have to make sure it's a four-step process. We have to identify the thought, so get aware, like you said, Fernanda, what is the thought going on? We have to clear all the negative emotions out of there, then we have to clear any blocks with positive emotions. And then we refill our glass with that affirmation. Because the first three is like dumping out the dirt, dumping out the lies, dumping out the things that are not the truth, and then refilling that with what is the truth about us. And so many, so many people become comfortable with, even though they know that this is bad for me, this is like the worst thing I could be doing. But you know, yeah. I can never be like Patrick. I can't take that chance like he did you know so they they kind of like well they do they argue for their limitations of why they can't do it and is it always because they're just comfortable yeah is this a technique? We get, mm -hmm. yeah we get, we get caught up in that word comfortable it's not even comfortable it's just completely familiar oh, yeah. 
they wake up in the morning and they know generally the best day I have anymore is a four out of 10. And it's going to be the same as the four out of 10 on Monday and the, and the week before. And as that, as their comfort, their familiar level that gets into that, but the comfort is, is they're getting more and more uncomfortable. That's what in the pharmacy, we see so many people on, on, um, antidepressants and things like that. I can't leave my wife. I can't, or I can't leave my spouse. Uh, I don't like my job. I don't know where I'm going. I've lost my purpose, but I feel stuck. And since I can't, I, I'm not willing to get uncomfortable in those. I'm going to just allow myself to just slip away. And now I can't figure out why I don't smile anymore and why I'm sad. That feeling of hopelessness just starts taking over. Mm-hmm. And I found that after 14 years in the pharmacy of handing out those same pills, I, and you, my goal, my, my heart was, I want you to be better. I want you to feel al- vibrant and alive. And it wasn't happening. And I can tell you that I, my, for me, it was a switch. When we got to about year 12, I just I started realizing I just didn't love what I was doing anymore. I wasn't making the difference that I thought I was put on this planet to do. And it was that moment standing in the pharmacy where I'm staring at the shelves going, if I was going to start taking an antidepressant, which one would I take? And I stopped and like the little voice in my head goes, that's crazy. He said, Pat, look at your report card. You got a great wife. You got great quick kids. You got, you got a great job. You got a great family. You got everything you possibly can. Why are you sitting here so miserable? Yeah. And that little voice went, I've just lost. I just, I'm just, there's we're not moving forward anymore. I'm not, there's no love left in this. I'm yeah. not doing what I should anymore. And that's where you ask like, how did you, how did you make that leap? It was it was between myself feeling miserable and my lovely wife who looked at me and said, said, buddy, we've got we got like 60 more years together. I can't stand to watch you like this every day. We got to make a change. And so we did the math. We looked at it and said, what are we going to do instead? How are we going to do it? And we jumped in. We, we went, it stepped into that place of fear and and said, no, no, no. We're going to get through the fear because on the other side is this love. It's a passion for people, a passion for helping and a passion for making a difference. And that's what, what brought us to this next level. Mm-hmm. And so now, once we figured this out, we've, we found the SRT. Up until that point, everything had been built around doing the affirmations, cleaning up your diet, improving your mental health, getting rid of any um, negativity forgiving everyone you could that was the process and that's kind of where the book takes you and then i realized and i figured out how to do the subconscious release technique and now we use intuitive medicine we use muscle testing to find those those emotions and then clear them out because once they're gone once you once you do that it changes but you have to like you have to understand i came from a complete background of science where everything was proven through a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled trial. And there's all this evidence to say, this is why you should take this one or this one or this one, and this is how it's going to work and blah, 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 to step into the, the energetic world and be like, how does this work? And they go, we don't really know yet. We just know it does. Mm-hmm. And my head almost exploded. I'm like, you tell, you're telling me that I'm going to walk in and I'm going to muscle test somebody to find out which emotions are, are running their lives. I'm going to clear that out through a breathing technique. And I'm just supposed to believe that that works. Yeah. The answer is yes. Except I don't completely, um, I, I believe that there's far more science. When you listen to the stories of uh, Bruce Lipton, the biology belief yeah. and, and Bill Dispenza, all of his work around um, you, are your, you are in control and becoming supernatural. We're literally changing the way that your, your brain, your brain cells are activating inside that. When you ask your subconscious to release all emotion with that belief, your brain literally says, okay, we'll just disconnect those ones that go to epinephrine and cortisol, and we're going to replace it with a belief that I am good enough, and I can do it, and I can get through it. And the proof's in the pudding. People that we do this for all of a sudden just start shedding emotional weight like crazy. They start being able to get rid of um, physical weight because the body now is not so stressed. They're able to quit smoking far easier because we knock out all those limiting beliefs and we walk them through this process. And it's been so fascinating. So my wife and I do this full time now. We do one-on-one classes and we do group classes as well. And we walk people through this process. That's awesome. Just because it's been such an amazing conversation, but because of time, would you be okay walking us through an SRT uh, just just live right now for the audience to see what it looks like? And yeah. 
Yeah, awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, which which one of you wants to be wants to be my volunteer? So, there's going to be a, the one thing I have to tell you though is there's going to be some things I can mention, but I don't have time to explain all of the details. But I will gladly will gladly do it. So, who wants to be our um, to be our, our um, person for this time? This, this I'll go ahead and do it. Okay, wonderful. So, essentially, so um, I'm not sure how familiar your audience is with energy work. Does do would would they know what we're talking about if I was to say I'm going to kind of step into your energy? We've been talking about energy and we've done podcasts about energy and vibration and all of these. So for the audience that has watched previous episodes, I yeah. think you'll be able to understand and get that concept. Yes. Okay, beautiful. So very quickly, what I'm going to do is I'm literally going to step in and say in this moment, I, I'm going to ask my own energy to be, to be pushed off to the side and I'm going to literally step into to Linda's energy. So I'm going to I'm going to allow myself and through muscle testing and muscle testing. If there's lots of information on YouTube, about what is muscle testing? But very little on actually being able to do it from a distance. Um, essentially, when we are communicating, we are connecting and we're connecting on that vibration to the point where I can step in and I can ask your subconscious questions and be able to get an answer out of that. And so literally in this moment, I'm going to step in. And so we muscle test to make sure that that um, I'm not in my energy and I'm, I'm in yours. So I would say, my name is Linda. Um, my name is Linda Marquez Goodline. Um, and tell me something else about you. Um, how old are you? Oh, yes, ma'am, 55, double 50 <laughs> Beautiful, awesome. So my name is Linda, I'm 55. My name is Linda, I'm 53, 55, 53. Yeah, so, it, so you have to get in and be able to, to know that you're in that person's energy. So what I'm going to ask you now is, do you have a belief or a limiting belief that might be holding you back at this point? And I can give you, I'll tell you what the fabulous five, the, the five most common ones that come up is it's some wording around, like I said, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. Something around love. So I'm not loved. Nobody loves me. Uh, I'm not worthy of love. Something around belonging. I don't belong. I don't fit in. Something around mattering. I don't matter. Nobody cares about me. Um, then there's, uh, I'm not safe. So if there's been trauma or anything like that, it's not safe. I'm not safe becomes one of those. And the last one typically is I can't do it. We've tried something and we failed before and there's just an emotion around there. So are there any of those that you you think that you have or that you'd, you'd be interested in kind of looking into? Mm. And, oh, there's one more. Okay, go ahead, you tell me. And if not, I've got one for you. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. Um, cause I get so much affirmation from all of those. I mean, I know that I'm loved. <laughs> I have no doubt about that. Um, what was some uh, of the other ones? I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. No, I think I pretty much, I've worked through that. Oh, I've worked through that. I continue to work through that. Yeah. And see, this is, it becomes trickier when someone has done lots of work because most of the easy ones through getting out of the fear and into the, into the, the love, we do get some of that. So I'm just going to yeah. just, I'm going to hop in your field. I'm just going to kind of just jump around for a bit. So I'm just going to say things and we'll just figure it out. So like you said, uh, I'm not loved. Um, I don't belong. I don't matter. I'm not worthy. It's not worth it. It's not worth it might be part of it. One of it might be like, I don't belong. I've never felt like I fit in because being, um, and I don't know, I've been told this that supposedly from past lives, I was I was a healer, I was a good witch, blah, blah, blah. I've heard stuff like that. Or just being in school, I, I was like the nerdy kid that I played sports, yet I didn't have a group that I really hung out with. Does that make sense? <laughs> So, I think differently too. <laughs> being a little more in touch with your body, I'm going to ask you the question: Which one? Which one feels like it? It stings a little more. I don't fit in, or you don't fit in. You. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And there's no right answer. They're both probably <laughs> in there, but we'll go with that one. So you don't fit in. So it and. and it happens to all of us, right? You don't get picked for a team or someone leaves you out or anything like that. You don't fit in. So as we go through this, you may notice that there's different emotions that come up. So it's going to take about four to five minutes. Is that, do we have enough time for that? Sure. Okay. All right. So all, all I need you to do, my name is Linda, is just think the thought you don't fit in. And what I'm doing is I have a list. 
this is my worksheet. So there's 42 different emotions uh, that are of negative emotions. And then there's 32 positive emotions. So we're gonna go through and we're just gonna muscle test each one. And just based on me being in your energy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you which ones that energy kind of drops. So if you're doing muscle testing on yourself, your arm would just get a little bit weaker. So thinking you don't fit in. Aggression, so the first one is aggression, okay? So what we're gonna do is this is how we clear this. Remember when I talked about holding your breath? So you're gonna take a big breath in. I'm gonna say, take a deep breath and you're gonna breathe in and hold it. And while you're holding that breath, all you have to do is think the thought because now the logical brain is talking to the subconscious. And the sentence is, I release all aggression with you don't fit in. And then you breathe out. So imagine we open up that filing cabinet. We pulled out the file that says you don't fit in. We open it up and we blew out all the aggression. Okay. We're going to go through this with each of the different emotions. Okay. So take a ready big breath in. I release all aggression with you don't fit in. And then breathe out. Good. So you just have to say it once. You can say it as fast as you want. Say it. Yeah, just in your mind. You're just saying it in your mind. Yeah. And a lot of times when I'm doing it, just to, to amplify that energy, I'll do the work as well since I'm already in your energy. Um, so we'll do that. So aggression, anger. So still thinking you don't fit in. Aggression, anger, annoyance, anxiety. Anxiety. Big breath in. I release all anxiety with you don't fit in. Good, aggression, anger, annoyance, anxiety. So I'll go back through and just make a muscle test again to make sure that they're 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 no longer testing weak. I'll let you see my fingers if you want. Where's my camera? There. Aggression, anger, annoyance, anxiety, apathy, boredom, confusion, contempt, cynicism, despondency, despondency. So that's like hopelessness or depression. So big breath in. I release all despondency with you don't fit in. Good. Cynicism, despondency, disbelief, disappointment, discontent, doubt, dread, dread. Big breath in. I release all dread with you don't fit in. Good. Dread, embarrassment, envy, evil, fear, frustration, frustration. Big breath in. I release all frustration with you don't fit in. Good, frustration, grief, guilt, hate, hopelessness, humiliation, hurt, irritation, jealousy, judgment, judgment. Big breath in. I release all judgment with you don't fit in. Good, you're doing excellent. Irritation, jealousy, judgment, nervousness, overwhelm, pain, pressure, punishment, rage, rage. Big breath in. I release all rage with you don't fit in. Awesome. Rage, resentment, resistant, revenge, rigidness, sadness, sadness. Big breath in. I release all sadness with you don't fit in. Good. You're doing so awesome. Revenge, rigidness, sadness, shame, skepticism, sorrow, stress, stress. Big breath in. I release all stress with you don't fit in. God, you're doing great. Stress, stubbornness, terror, uncertainty, worry. Worry is the last of them. Big breath in. I release all worry with you don't fit in. Awesome, you're doing great. So now we've been through all 42. We plucked all the weeds, all those negative thoughts. Now we're gonna rototill and clean up the garden. So we say, I release all negative emotion with you don't fit in. We do what we call the blanket statement. So big breath in. I release all negative emotion with you don't fit in. Fabulous. Okay, so now we check the blocks of the positive. Appreciation, belief, calm, certainty, compassion, creativity, enjoyment, faith, feeling. Okay, we change the words a little. So take a big breath in. I release all my blocks with feeling with you don't fit in.
Beautiful. Feeling, fulfillment, giving, gratitude, happiness, harmony, honesty, hope, kindness, knowingness, knowledge, letting go, love. Love. Big breath in. I release all my blocks with love with you don't fit in. Good. Knowledge, letting go, love, memory, nourishment, open, organization, peace, receiving, receiving. Okay, you have a block with receiving. So big breath in. I release all my blocks with receiving with you don't fit in. Good. Receiving, safe, support, surety, thankfulness, trust, trust. Big breath in. I release all my blocks with trust with you don't fit in. Good. Okay, in the blanket statement, so one more big breath in, last one. I release all blocks with positive emotions with you don't fit in. Fantastic. Okay, so we literally dumped out all the negatives. We dumped out the blocks. And now what's the truth about you? The truth is you do belong. The truth is you do fit in. The truth is you make a difference. Okay. And so let's take a big breath in. And so we'd still do it holding our breath, but we bring ourselves first to a place of happiness and gratitude. So just allow your heart to feel with gratitude. And so then we say, take a big breath in. We say to ourselves, I'm so happy and grateful that I know I do fit in. Good. We're going to do one more. So big breath in. I'm so happy and grateful that it's safe for me to believe in me. Good. And then you just take a couple normal breaths and shake out your shoulders a little bit. Just let your body kind of relax because literally in, in, in clearing emotions like that, emotions get trapped in the body. They can tighten up your muscles. They can cause disease or disease in the body. And so your body's going to want to like shift that around. So you may find that your head gets a little bit, little bit foggy because we did a lot of energetic work inside the brain, literally changing the way the, the neurotransmitters are running, changing the way that your brain is functioning. Over the course of an hour, we'll have a 50-minute conversation about what are the things bothering you, and then we'll jump in and we'll clear these. So like you said, when we started, it was, I don't fit in. But you also said the sentence, I, I, I've always felt like I never really fit in. So you might have to clear, I never really fit in. And then you can say, I remember the time that that sister that Sally didn't invite me to her party. You might have to clear Sally didn't invite me to her party. I remember the time that the girls left without telling me. I remember the time that 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 the teacher ignored me or like whatever it was. Each one of those, like Fernanda said, you have 60 to 90,000 thoughts. But when we find a big one and we lop off that big one, sometimes a lot of the smaller ones fall off. For example, the, the, the not good enough. So if you clear, I'm not good enough, you're not good enough, I'm not enough, sometimes that gets rid of, I'm not smart enough, I'm not fast enough, I'm not, I'm not um, lovable enough, or like whatever it is, you can get more and more of them to fall off. But when we learn how to muscle test on ourselves, you have the ability to jump in and, and clear, 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 so that we've emptied out all that negativity and we can just believe the truth about us, what he wanted us to believe. So that's how this process works. So, yeah, we've just absolutely dedicated ourselves to walking people through this process. And, and it's so much fun when you start to see the difference, when people realize they don't have to react to everything. Mm-hmm. When you can change those thoughts and you eliminate the feeling, you get different results. Yeah. And those results lead you to a place of positivity and excitement and laughter and joy. Yeah. Thank you for allowing me to show you that. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel I feel great. Is that information in your book? The process yeah. in your book, or is that something people have to work with you one on one? So, so the interesting thing was, while I was writing this book, I had it all um, written and sent to the editor. Is when I learned how to do the subconscious release technique. And so, this is everything leading up to that. How do you fix your nutrition so your mind is healthier and able, so your body has the energy that it needs, so that you can do the affirmations? How do you forgive and let go so that you don't carry that with you? And then the next book I'm going to write is going to be all about how do you take those limiting beliefs that you've identified and eliminate them one by one. 
because there's so we can we can do it on almost any topic. So there's a whole bunch of programs around relationship, around money, around parenting, around mom and dad, around the siblings, around um, self love. I was I was in a conversation with a lady and she said, Patrick, I know I've read the books that say you're supposed to love yourself, but how can I love myself when I feel so fat and I'm ugly and I can't get anything done and I'm so angry? And, and she literally listed the 20 reasons why she can't love herself. And I said, well, the first thing you have to do is do the work, like get in and, and do this process and just start eliminating those. Because if it's just, if the cup is full of mud, you got to dump some of that out before you can add those good things back in. And so we literally have to walk her through all of the, like, make me a list of all of the things that you don't like about yourself. And we draw a line. And then what is the truth about you? What did your higher power believe in you? And we have to pull those out and plug those in. And it's just, it's such a fun process. And I get, I get so, so jazzed when you see that smile come and people just like the color comes back to their face. They light up again and go, wait a minute, there's hope. I have hope. Yeah. And it's just so powerful. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> we are uh, really running, um, you know, kind of <laughs> late for the show, but there is a question for the audience. If you don't, if you don't mind answering, I, mm -hmm. I really uh, would love for the answer to be. He says, are you supposed to tell yourself this every day before going to sleep or when you wake up? I think the question, I think, goes more in line of how can we actually do this at home, right? So we can actually release these subconscious beliefs and plant new beliefs uh, ourselves. Absolutely. So, so there's, there's, there's almost, it's almost two separate conversations. Before you go to bed, the best thing you can do for yourself is gratitudes. So stop at the end of the day and look at everything you possibly can to be grateful for. Don't look at what you didn't accomplish and what didn't go well. What are you grateful for? For the bed, the covers, the, the love in your life, the job you have, the, the air you breathe, the freedom you have, and allow yourself to fall asleep in that vibration so that you have that opportunity. And if there's things that you did about that, that made you feel great, remind yourself, I'm so happy and grateful. I have a great smile and it got me out of trouble. I'm so happy and grateful I made someone else feel good today. I'm so happy and grateful that, that I have the power to take care of other people. So the gratitudes and affirmations at bedtime. In the morning, same thing. You do those affirmations. I'm so happy and grateful that I'm alive. I made it through another night. I'm so happy and grateful that I can make somebody smile today. I'm so happy and grateful that I can make a difference today. And if that person wakes up and they're like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm the guy that pushes the snooze and goes, oh, today's going to be rotten. What you focus on expands. Mm -hmm. What you think about, you bring about. And so if you're lying in bed and you're saying, it's like, today's going to be a rotten day, don't put your feet on the floor yet. Take an extra minute and say, what are the top 10 things that are going to be that are going on today? I'm so happy and grateful I'm alive. I'm so happy and grateful I can phone and talk to someone I love. I'm so happy and grateful that um, I have a job. I'm so happy and grateful I'm going to find a job. And whatever it might be that allows you to get out of bed and go, yeah, I deserve to have a great day today. So you do both, right? So it's this process allows you, if there's too much negative, we got to dump it out, but it allows you, you wake up in that vibration and, it, and you do whatever you can to hold that. So listen to music that pumps you up. Listen, if you go YouTube today, you can go and just type in morning affirmations for feeling good and 50 different people. And the neat thing about the artificial intelligence is every day it'll send you a new one. There's all kinds of stuff that you can, you can do, but you have to feed yourself the positive. If you pour gasoline on the roots of a tree, the tree is going to die. Yeah. If you pour fertilizer on the roots of a tree, the tree is going to grow and flourish and it's going to provide life for other animals. It's going to bear fruit, but it's all about how you feed those emotions in here. If you're doing something and it doesn't feel good, stop it and change that. Cancel, cancel, cancel. Those are, that's not the truth about it. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Patrick, um, where can people find you? Sure, absolutely. So Patrick Worka, my name, you can go to www.patrickworka.com and find find access. There's a, a place in there you can book a 15 minute consultation and we'll walk you through. We'll show you how to how to blow through a program and and start teaching you how you can do this kind of work yourself. Uh, you can also go to fascohealth.com, um, which is P-H-A-S-C-O, fascohealth, all one word, dot com. And it'll bring you roughly to the same spot. Yeah. 
Awesome, awesome. You can find my book if you go to um, Amazon. Uh, Your roots are showing. Just type that in. Uh, and you can find it there. It's not in bookstores. I, I self-published this one. So so you got to go to Amazon. Me and Amazon are tight. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much. I Just such a pleasure having you on the show. And just thank you for letting me experience your work. And I'm so excited that a lot of other people are going to be able to get the same benefits that I'm, I'm floating right now. So <laughs> there's definitely something to it. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Patrick. And to finalize, what is something that you are grateful for today? Well, you know, my my nineteen year old came back from school, so he's downstairs. Um, they're making uh, pierogies uh, downstairs. So I am grateful for for good family, great food, um, just the freedoms that we have, and and I'm grateful for the two of you allowing me to share this gift with so many people. Because like I said, I don't, I don't need to make um, a client for life. I wanna change the life of my clients. And literally that's what we do. So, awesome. so great. Awesome, yeah. thank you. Thank, thank you. you for a phenomenal show and sharing with us your information, your knowledge, your expertise, and just being overall so wonderful at helping others transform their lives. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. All right. Merry Christmas, everyone. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye. All right.